Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. They're Sean McClure and Taylor Jackson of Skylinel, and they're next. And now, from the legendary Studio B, so you're in Seattle with Gregor. The recent boom in vinyl record sales has been fantastic for the industry. Not just for the making money part of it, but because you can actually have to get off your butt and go put a physical piece of music on. That's kind of contradictory physical piece of music, but having to set a needle onto a piece of vinyl provides some sort of like connection to the music. It only plays one side and you gotta flip it over again. It gets you more involved. It's just not at your fingertips streaming. Well, take that now, this boom, this surprise increase in excitement over vinyl. And it spawns a bunch of other different ideas, behaviors. In this case, artwork. Sean McClure and Taylor Jackson are just two of the guys involved with Sky Lionel. Their company taking Skylines originally and cutting them into vinyl records. It's grown to be so much more than that, including a huge Kickstarter campaign. This is very exciting stuff happening from a studio looking with a view of Seattle from Queen Anne. Now, I wonder if it's the Kerry Park view. That would explain where the Skyline idea came from. There's more to it than that. And this fun talk that we had. You're a performer, I'm guessing? Yeah. You play in yeah. bands or something? Or? Yeah, I play drums for a couple bands and just been working on like solo stuff. That's awesome, man. So yeah. you've got some you've got some familiarity with some headphones and a microphone and Yeah. And we're rolling by the way. We're just going <laughs> oh, for this now. Sweet. I just That's great. Awesome. Might as well just jump right into totally. it. Um, I'm uh, excited because Oh, wait, I lost my sheet and everything. The dudes from Skylinel are here, and that's a combination of Skylines and vinyl. I figured that out on my own without you guys' help. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Uh, Sean McClure and Taylor Jackson. Dudes, this is really sweet. You brought in this uh, Seattle Supersonics cut from a piece of vinyl. What did you use for the actual music here? <laughs> do you ever? Do you even pay attention to that? I do. So it's, well, it's either... The colors. Yeah. yeah <sighs> it's either the correspondence with the color or... Or the band. So uh, I usually try to do one of the two. The Sonics one is in the uh, classic uh, Seattle green and yellow that you would have for the Sonics logo. It is beautiful. What it is, is it's, um, I'll let you guys describe it. Tell us what you're doing here. Sure. So we take old, recycled, uh, unplayable scratch records and we carve different designs into them. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. It's right? a, yeah. It's pretty a pretty simple, simple yeah. idea, but innovative and. And artistic, expressive. Yeah. It's a good way to utilize a material that would otherwise be wasted, you know? Yeah. Vinyl is so awesome. It's, like, such a great sound. And when it's ruined, when it's warped, like, you can't do anything with it. Like, literally. I, that's the danger of ordering cool vinyl off the internet and stuff like that. It shows up with a giant <laughs> scratch. And I'm like, well, no wonder it was $9. Yeah. Like, you comes with digital download. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How come they don't do that with books? Or do they now? Like, whenever I buy a book, I, like, why can't I get a digital download? So if I'm, like, on a plane or something, I don't have to bring it with me. I can just put it on my phone or whatever. I think it's because a digital download, you can give it to someone else. And with music, you would have to, like... 
Yeah, you could give it to somebody else. Forward <laughs> them the files. Forward them the files. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm gonna have to. The, my next interview will be with a publishing company to figure out what the hell is going on there. Yeah. Um, so this is cool. You guys. Um, I, I know specifically that you started with Skylines that you're doing onto records, and so it leaves probably 50, 60 percent of the record there. But you have the beautiful Seattle skyline. We have a end logo that you made for us in the other room, which yeah. is super cool. Where does this start from? What's like the like? I'm gonna cut something out of a record. Where does that come from? Uh, well, so the. That whole story began um, almost four years ago when I was going to, uh, I was in Sydney, Australia cool. on vacation and I came, ended up uh, with this crate of records that were warped and just uh, basically ruined. Um, I had them outside. I was looking through a few of them on, this, on, the, on a picnic table and I went inside for a little bit and during that stretch of time, the the temperature got to like the highest it's ever been in, in Sydney's history. Oh my god. Yeah. It was probably in very Celsius. unpleasant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was very bad. It was like hundred and fourteen Celsius or something. Um or no forty six, which yeah. this translates. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's unsurvivable. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. And so you just so ruined I, a bunch of records? Yeah. So I went back outside and they're just like melting <laughs> all over the place and <laughs> I was like, experience. what am I gonna do? Like what am I gonna do with these? And I could have just like thrown them away, but I was like, oh I can do something. Did you just have so, like your crocodile Dundee knife with you? You're no, also, I mean, you're like, let's cut into this thing. <laughs> right. I wish I had one. Um, I ended up taking a blowtorch uh, that one of the the girls in the house I was I was living at. Um, she was a pastry chef. Yeah. So she had a creme brulee torch, and I was that could have gone like it. a bunch of different ways. <laughs> right. <too. laughs> I had a hot true. knife. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> like okay, you <laughs> go on. Um, so I ended up just blowtorching a, like a kitchen butter knife, and then just like using that to cut away. The skyline for Sydney. Oh, cool! Like a knife I, through butter, right? Just that vinyl, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I ended up taking that back home with me after my trip, and one of my friends saw it and was like, "Dude, I'll I'll pay you to make one of Seattle." And I was like, y- "You will?" Like, "All right, I'll do that." And so I made him one, and he came back and he loved it so much. He was like, "I want ten more." Wow. And then I was like... And it all began right then. Okay. So how do you this two know thing. each other then? Taylor, how do you know Sean? I met Sean uh, a year and a half ago. We were working together at a little spot in um, in Ballard called yeah. the Annex, like an oyster bar. We're sure, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both barmen. And um, I think we had our Christmas party there one year. You guys nice. probably like were like had yeah. to like yeah. deal with a bunch of drunken radio mm-hmm. employees and be like, Ugh. I remember you guys. That girl, you left that passed out girl in the bathroom. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which one? <laughs> so we, yeah, we worked together over there, and I've been uh, going to school for an arts degree as well, and I'm just wrapping that stuff up. And Sean had been kind of slanging his art out of the bar for like the whole time I worked there. And when I first saw it, I was like, What is that? What are you doing? And he was like. I make this artwork and I sell it to people and then I get them drunk and they give me good tips. <laughs> like, hey, go, pick up your art at the bar. Come hang out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bring him in. Double He's whammy. a smart guy, you know? <laughs> and so uh, I really like what he was doing. You know, I'm a big, I mean, ever since, I've only been in Seattle three years, but I love it. I'm a big, like... Where'd you come from? Uh, from, where did I come from? Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Whoa, yeah. okay, so... Ski town. I was an instructor out there for a couple of Is that where you're winters. from? No, I'm from all over. England, Arizona, California. I've lived all over the place. Where in Arizona? Uh, Scottsdale. Okay, yeah. I was. Uh, I lived in Tucson for a oh, decade. Yeah. So whenever I hear Arizona, I'm like, yep. let's let's talk. Yeah, my brother yeah. went to U of A. So oh yeah, really? Yeah, I know Tucson pretty well. As long as he didn't go to ASU. Yeah, that's no, the worst. Dad went to ASU. House divided. Tell your father he's the worst. He's a demon. No offense to you, but your dad's the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Sean, how about yourself? Are you from around here? Or? I I grew up in Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah. All right. 
So from, and I've been here for like 10 years now. Yeah, it's all right, cool. All right, so from the, some Southwest experience, I'd love to hear about that. I'm from New Mexico originally, oh, so right. I'm always yeah, like, yeah, yeah cool. all right, cool. Um, four corners. So you guys just like, I mean, at some point, it's like you're like MC Hammer selling tapes out of your trunk. You decide that you're actually going to like put something, a business together? How's it work? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Uh, me and Sean, basically, were, I was just like, I think what you're doing is super awesome. I think it's really cool. And like I had been attending this like entrepreneurial program and I was like, we should make a business out of this. Right. And he's like, I already have a business. (laughs) I was like, but now we need to start paying taxes and stuff. So we put (laughs) together all of these like plans about how we're going to distribute stuff and what, what it was going to be. And so now we're working on putting all the pieces together with like manufacturing, distribution, shipping, packaging, all these things so that it's super smooth and people can just be like, oh, click, order, and then it's good to go. Well, yeah, because I can only imagine you have a record here and you're heating up a knife to cut through it at some point. I'm sure you made your process a little bit easier. You tried different materials or something. Right. Well, and yeah, over the years, it. I've definitely refined it. And What do you do now? Like, What's the process for making one of these records so what i did for yours there um it's just an all exacto knife there's no there's no moving machine parts or anything i guess when i like looking closely i'll post a picture of this and stuff so people can see it but like when i look closely at it yeah it's like it's not precise it's very like hand cut here. yeah yeah which is good that you can separate the two um the hand cut ones obviously take a lot more time Absolutely. An effort to put into it, but I mean... That was a real reason why we decided to 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 move in this direction to Mm -hmm. scale the business is because Sean's probably made like 20 Kurt Cobain's, 15 Jimi Hendrix, you know, 10 Jim Morrison's. And it's like after a while, he's making the same one over and over and over again. It's like an artist making the same painting over and over again. Starry, starry night over and over. It's not fun anymore, you know? It's like you can get prints made of it and people... want to do... And there's also two different markets. Like people, like on the Kickstarter that we just wrapped up, uh, people were able to order like a commission piece of art from him and that's obviously a higher price point because it takes some hours of work and labor. Or they can order one of the set designs that he's already created, one of the templates that he's made based on these hand cut pieces and they can have it for a much lower price basically yeah i mean it was like totally reasonable too like i saw mm-hmm. like the jumping in point like 30 bucks yeah. and you know it was yeah. like a it's like 40 bucks for an un for an unframed one and like 79 bucks for a framed one like when people were backing it i don't know i, I made up that number i guess but i it was like it was did. pretty like <laughs> nice <laughs> so okay so you're just doing exacto knives on this um, is it like, is, do you still have to heat the knife up or are you just cutting straight through it hoping it does? I imagine records are brittle. Right, right. So I don't heat the knife anymore. It's just usually on, on a hot plate. Oh, yeah. And then you just raise the temperature slight, just just enough to be able to cut through it. and It like turns the record rubbery. It's like Ooh. you could like floppy yeah. it, right? And when you see it, it'll like stick. It'll, and he like, he's got the perfect temperature thing down where it's just like you can hold it at a certain temperature without it getting all melted i recently made a uh like a polygon mask and it was a lot of cutting through like a uh, cardstock and stuff and those exacto blades they have like the a little bit of metal grip on there yeah and i found myself like bleeding at some point not from cutting myself like what are the what are the risks involved how, how often are you like hurting yourself doing this not that often you know it's funny the last time i said that i was <laughs> at my at my office like station cutting a record i was like I'm amazed that I never cut myself like before, and then exactly the next the next thing that happens, I just slid it underneath oh. my my fingernail. Next week, I'm going to tag you in a photo yeah. of his like finger hanging off. Of oh, it. please, Greg, <laughs> yeah, no. karma. Thanks, yeah, no, please don't ever do that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> um, That's honestly why we're we're moving towards this so that he doesn't have to do them all by hand anymore. I mean, how many records have you cut, Sean? 
Somewhere around like 3,000. 3,000 records. What's the investment time-wise that you put into one of these? Oh. I mean, it varies, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Minimum's got to be. Minimum of 35, 4,000. What? 3,500 oh, 3, or like 4,000 hours for so like if, you, if I was like, dude, I want you to make me a Seattle Skyline one, um, what's that? What's the time that you're putting into it? I could get. I could turn around the same day, probably. Couple hours. But I would, I'd also charge you like 150, 200 bucks for it. Sure. Yeah. So like two hours with framing and everything, you know. Oh, okay. That's pretty sweet, man. And it was I've just definitely cut that time down over the years. Yeah, of course, like, a lot better. <laughs> but it was just recreational at first. Yeah. Just like it was just a, off. Super organic. Just like came to me and I was just like, oh, the people want to buy this from me. Well, have you done art before? <laughs> you, I mean, you say you play drums and you're like a, a musician. But it, were you interested in other painting and other drawing or anything like that? Honestly, like. I never really got into that very much. I, I did a lot of like design um, with just like ballpoint pen and just uh, doing like doodles and like stuff like that. But I would never have said I was like a like an artist, like a trained painter, or, like some you know. It, <laughs> so I, Sean's one of those people that just like, like happened. He, he wants to figure something out, so he like teaches himself how to do it. We we got some equipment like a couple months ago. It's called Inventables, and it's this CNC machine. It's this really small thing that you have to program and build. And he built the whole thing, and he set it up, and he taught himself how to use the computer program system. And now he's like, "Oh yeah, we can cut this design with that." And I'm like, "Yeah, it was nice. really fun. It was so, like a giant yeah. Lego set that was really intense exactly. for adults." <laughs> I, I find that drummers a lot of times have busy hands, and so if you can put something into them, you can get something out of it very rather true. than That's just tapping true. on stuff constantly. <laughs> yeah. um, I still do. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I just saw another Kickstarter where somebody had made Bluetooth like covers that you slide over your drums, and then as you're air, drum. drum, air drumming, it's I want those so free bad. drum. Um, it, it'll tie into your phone, and you can be listening to headset and not actually tapping on anything, just waving around and it's making the noises. <laughs> and I was like, I thought about all the drummers in my life where I'm like, please get this for them but yeah, like, exactly. i want to fund this uh, <laughs> this very project um well that's cool so you're able to just turn like some board activity into making a few extra bucks on the side yeah oh now um have you you're dealing with some stuff that's got some uh, trademarks i'm guessing and maybe there might be people who would get upset with you have you run into any problems where someone's like cut that out not yet bad cut, bad cut, choice cut of cut that out cut right. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> right that already did um have you had to dance around this all? Do you guys like run into like thinking about this as a business? We are thinking about it. We have not run into any problems yet for stuff like that. Yeah, like that. That'll be like one off. You know that he just made. That's you. just a piece of art it's that you did for art. Exactly. enjoyment. Yeah. And so like the other things that we're making, some of the stuff are band logos that are established, and then some of them are like either something that Sean's put together by looking at a few different photographs of mm -hmm. an artist. So it's basically his version of that artist. 30, 33% change yeah, to it or something exactly. like that? Exactly. You, gotta you do know what's up. Yeah, so it's, that's kind of what we do in that in that. It's sense. really tricky because, I mean, artistic li license and like loopholes with, uh, you know, using using uh, image likenesses for different art pieces. Yeah. Whereas like if, if, if it was used in like a marketing or a advertising venue, that, that would be different limitations of what you can and can't use we we decided that we're going to play it by ear yeah and we're just going to roll with it and if things come up we'll deal with them as they come up that's kind of a healthy way to do it, it yeah. i mean obviously you want to make a living doing this and you're not you mean no harm i'm sure to the misfits when you use yeah, their sure. their logo i mean who who wouldn't want to see that misfits logo done into that style like it's like the perfect right. contrasting yeah, yeah, yeah. black and white stuff must work so well with that 
And the, the real thing that we kind of think of is like the fans are the ones that love the stuff, right? So it's the fans of the bands, not just the fans of like Skyline, oh, because not that many people know about us yet, but they see the stuff and they're like, oh, I love the Misfits or I love the Clash. And like, I will got to have that. And so our goal as we expand is to actually partner with those bands or those artists to have them have a hand in the design. So we just make the piece that they created. I mean, at some point, like being on the wall on Hot Topic for kids to buy their favorite 21 Pilots thing or whatever wouldn't yeah. be a bad partnership to have. Any to be of able those to... things would be cool, yeah. So, I mean, to, but to take it from being just MC Hammer style, like we went over a minute ago, to being like a legit business that you're, you were a legitimate business before, but to like, to blow it up the way that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, the Kickstarter is kind of the way that a lot of people get this done or one of the GoFundMe or That's any of these like point, crowdsourcing sure. things. What was the experience like? Is it daunting? Is it, um, mm. is it difficult? How did you like, how did it change from when you started to when you finished your perception of how this would go? Yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely a huge process and there's a lot of time that goes into before the campaign even starts. We were like so four months work. of building up audiences and doing Facebook ads and getting out to people and seeing kind of what our target market was, like who might be interested in buying this, like what the demographics How did you know are. to do that though? Like how did you figure that out? I told you I did like a entrepreneurial program and I was like, we, these are some things that we need to figure out. And we just did a lot of research. Like we both just got online and we had some good people helping us too, like people that we brought on um, as like a partnership who know crowdfunding and they're like, these are the things that you guys could do and these are the things that we can do together. And so there was all this tracking and all these email lists that we built up in advance. And so it was a it was very The whole thing curve. was huge, huge learning curve and just an amazing learning uh, yeah, I mean, opportunity for learning. Yeah. So the thing is, like, it. now we could do it again and do it so much more efficiently and sure. be like, oh, we can bang out a crowdfunding campaign. Like, we know exactly what to do. And I'm not saying we could, like, do another successful one again. <laughs> Maybe we hope to. Like, the goal is, so, like, it's not done until the products are in the hand of the customer, right? And the customer's the backer. And we've got 530 people who signed on to our campaign. They gave us their money. And now it's our responsibility to deliver the rewards and to give them, like, the best experience possible with those rewards. How stressful is that? It's, it's stressful, darn. but it's also, like... <laughs> It's like with great power comes great responsibility, you know. Yeah. It's fun because it's like now we can give people something that. Wait, are you guys Spider-Man? <laughs> Is that what I just Wait, yeah, Uncle Ben usually said that? I think. <laughs> Sorry, we take turns week on week off. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Someone's got to be working on the vinyl. I mean. <laughs> right, Peter Parker working on the vinyl. <laughs> okay, so it's got to be like just knowing that you're approaching deadlines and that you have to get this done and that people are expecting. And I'm watching. Um, I can't remember the name. There's a video game, a space-based video game, where like it's been six years and they raised, you know, a. a like millions of dollars and they haven't delivered anything yet that's usually a problem <laughs> and that's what i found a lot of the time yeah I, mean, I see a lot of these stores where it's like that's a great idea i should yeah. get into that and then like they can't deliver on yeah. what you're saying and that right? happens a lot a lot of campaigns they have these issues they didn't think about in the advance and of course we've got issues and stuff like that but we're delivering a product and we've made the product before, we know we've we... sold the product before, we know to go, where to get all the materials. We're not making up anything new. We're just uh, combining existing techniques with old materials, right? And so all we need to do is like outline the basics. Like, what do we need? How many do we need? Like, what are our options? What are our categories? And then to feed that all into like a, like an online 
shopping like Magento or Shopify or something like that, where it just streamlines everything. So an order comes in and it goes directly to the fulfillment center and then it goes out. Worst case scenario, you buy a bunch of coffee and a whip and you just put Sean to work. I like, would, I start said, cutting. I was like, <laughs> I wonder. I was like, I wonder how, how long it would take, take you to cut them all to by just hand. Cut them all by hand and just yeah. have it be done. He would honestly do it, but I think his like his tendon muscles and his arms would explode. Like carpal tunnel. <laughs> the end of his drumming so. career, which is is going to be a very promising career because the guy's amazing on the drums. Seriously, if you haven't seen or heard of Model Snake, you guys should check him out. There we go. Easy plug, badass. man. I love that. That's crazy. Like where. Do you find that there's places that are looking to get rid of like garage sales that want to get rid of a ton oh, of yeah. vinyl? Records, and like, how do you get all record the- stores? They literally are like, we've got a bunch of back stock or a bunch of dead stock or things we can't sell. Like, I reached out to Sub Pop last week about getting dead stock from them, and they referred me back to one of their vinyl manufacturers because they have artists that buy 500 records because that's a minimum press, right? And then, like, maybe your band doesn't take off or, or you just suck. And it's like, you can't sell any music, <laughs> right? Happens. It I mean, does yeah. happen. And then where Should does... Should I hire Sean to play the drums? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> but then where does that vinyl go? It just sits, basically. And either on the shelves or it sits in the record store if they've yeah. been asked, like a, a guy from Sub Pop, not Sub Pop, uh, Sonic Boom calls the other day and he's like, I got a bunch of people that, you know, they asked me to put it on the shelves and then I did. And that was like two years ago now and I still got all these records. So he just stack of the same records, like all the same. And he was like, yeah, you can have and it's really fun to get he involved. He traded for and, artwork. He was like, I want you to make a yeah. Sonic Boom. And we made it. It's super The Sonic special. Boom one is, I saw. I just you saw it on it? your website. It's, it's really cool. Incredible. Yeah. It's super cool with the Seattle cut in the bottom there. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. We, we wanted to do every record store in Seattle, at least, like be able to partner with it's, them. It's really fun, like developing relationships with the record store's like, faculty. Especially that. locally and, too, because then they're like, oh, like they want to see, they see something hanging up, like they see pieces hanging up around town, and then it like, then it gets out there, and we get a little like social bump from that. I mean, well, I guess then to that, to that end, Seattle must be a pretty advantageous place to do something like this. The rock and roll, totally, like record yeah. culture, is so big. Have you found that there's been some advantages? Do you wish you could do it somewhere else? Is Seattle? Um, with things like GeekWire and other businesses here that are willing to pay attention, how has that helped you? Oh, it's like well, it's hard to say that because I don't know any differently, right? Sure. <laughs> but I honestly can't imagine doing this anywhere else so successfully. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't imagine any place that would kind of like the perfect location. Take it and culturally like, even, and music, just the even people downtown like they want they want Sean to do a mural on the wall of Sky Lionel, like. This huge mural of like what a Skyline, Seattle, Skitty Skyline record would look like, which would be super badass. Awesome, yeah, yeah. In Bowtown. That might be happening this uh, summer. Yeah, during the summer. But like, people have kind of picked it up as like a brand that Seattle can really support because it's so focused on like the, everything the that people associate with yeah, Seattle. With you know? Seattle, like, yeah, and eco-friendly, like environmental, like all this stuff. So it is is really cool. also it's really simple. It's not like a complicated idea that you have to wrap your mind around. Yeah. Like, oh, I like records, and that's a cool piece of art. Like, combine the two, and yeah, there it is. The interesting thing about that is that I think people are still grasping the concept because a lot of people are like, "What is it? Like, is it a painting on a, a record?" And it's like, "No, the record is like the art." And it's like, so they see it maybe online, and then they have to like check it out once again it's like a double take kind of thing they're like lots oh, of you double takes the record yeah <laughs> yeah it was pretty neat going on to i think it's on your um kickstarter where it actually shows you sitting there with a uh it's like a tracing paper or something like that yeah, with yeah. the actual design that you're doing and you've cut through that it appears i, I yeah tell that's for exactly sure. how it's done yeah and so do you just design it like in a 
I don't know, like a Adobe product and then print it out and go to town or I mean how it's <laughs> that usually was all done, done by hand. I just so drum. If you look if you watch a campaign video, you'll see him holding a graphing paper yeah. in West Seattle, sitting on that ferry dock where uh Marination is. Yeah. And he just draws it looking at the buildings and then he takes that drawing and makes the template straight from that. So if someone's like, I want the view from New York looking downtown up, like he could get that if they send him like a photograph and right. blow it and up. That's what's really popular too is those with the hand cut pieces, those are so customizable I can do literally whatever picture you throw my way. So if I just hold up a picture of my dog in black and white, then you could make that onto a record? Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Like how and that's, that, that's honestly like something we've been, been thinking about. Wouldn't have been the first about. pet that yeah. people have had done. Having know, people do their dogs the and stuff. Like That's awesome. What we want to do, and this is going to require some like techno web development stuff that we don't actually... There's lots of air quotes going on right, right. now. Yeah. yeah, you know, like <laughs> things we don't exactly know about, but we may be able to plug in is like... You have a photograph of your dog, right? Or, mm-hmm. or Peanut, maybe. And um, Yeah, my cat Peanut. He's the go. best. And there you go. He's got you got thumbs little, and everything. It's meowing. weird. <laughs> and you've got him, and you just... <laughs> <laughs> and you just upload that photo to our website, and then it turns it into a digital record render. Yeah, you need like a rasterizer or something exactly, like that that yeah. could like do that online to convert exactly. that. And we do have a, a program that we use and now it, that Sean uses. I do use Illustrator for the more complicated pictures where I can't just like look at it and imagine where the negative space is going to be, you know. But that's pretty crazy to be able to just go and sit and like look at the skyline and be like, oh, I kind of like that. It like gives you, I'm sure, maybe I'm not, is there... A benefit to being able to just go sit outside and just draw something and then turn oh, it yeah. and take it the the next step is yeah totally. Do you find therapy in that a little bit? I think the the whole process for me is kind of therapeutic. You know, just like being able to sit down. I listen to super loud music or like podcasts or whatever, yeah. and just kind of relax and. You should see his studio cool too. It's like it's people, just yeah. like this. Like you see sitting and like looking out the window. Yeah, we have downtown. a great view here, like out of Capitol Hill at mm-hmm. the studio, looking yeah, towards yeah. the east. It's pretty neat. So my, to be able to... my view looks toward here from <laughs> uh, from Queen Anne. Oh, cool. Okay, so just over the lake. Oh, that's awesome. So we can so, see you guys. We can probably see, like, we can put binoculars at each other. Hi, yeah. <laughs> now, there's probably, the, unfortunately, there's probably cranes in the way. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's what I want to skyline all of just all the Seattle cranes. Just all everywhere. the cranes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm, so, okay, so now you've, you're going to have to mass produce now. You've got this awesome website with, like, a ton of different skylines. It's It wasn't just, like, six cool American skylines. There's, like, all over the world that are on Tons there. Of international ones. And all the ones that those are that are on there now are, like, ones that people requested, too. They're like, we want Cleveland, we want Minneapolis. And we're like, all right, cool. So you're just, like, saving those and just, or you're making them and then saving them on a... Yeah, on a so once I have, files so you can mass produce exactly. Yeah, so exactly. those files have to be exported as like drawing files that can be read by yeah. CAD software and like lasers or CNC or whatever. So that's where the laser beams. beams. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where. Well, I kind of want to get to that. So now, like, you're rather than mass producing these at, in your studio, looking out of Queen Anne at the city, you're you're going to have actually a manufacturing process now. Exactly, the power yeah. of Kickstarter means that you can actually get into manufacturing. How's it going to work? So we have all the orders. We're right now um, in the phase where we're um, finalizing the designs. Finalizing all the designs and then- The um, ones that people want. They're like, yeah, I want this. I don't want this. And creating the survey that will allow us to know all that information, Mm -hmm. which is another super labor-intensive process. It's a complicated process because there's other things that we now are putting in there, like personalization. Do you want to say Gregor on your record? Oh, yeah. Say like a special date or like a band name or something. So those are other things that we're going to offer to people as well. And then basically we're going to build a system on that 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 runs you through like a design process. Say you were like, 
okay, I want one single frame skyline. Great, here's your record. Choose your center label, like based on a piece of artwork or an album cover of your favorite album cover. Oh, choose cool. your design, and then it's like, oh, I want Seattle. Oh, no, I want San Francisco, right? And then it's like, choose your frame. You want know, kind of a small frame or a large frame? And then it's basically like those are the categories, and then there'll be a like a skew that spits out for that. And it's like, it this is that order with all those things. This is the shipping address. It gets made, sent out within a week, basically. So, so we're also collecting all the unused, uh, unplayable records right now, too. Like 1,500 records. It's amazing how quick we can get that locally. <laughs> we're just like, sure. Yeah, because like I go to the um, Everyday Music over on Capitol yeah, Hill. Yeah, totally. And you know, flipping through vinyl, and I forget that there's an entire below shelf that mm-hmm. like no one has picked through. It's got dust on yeah, it, but yeah. it's like it's got the cobwebs. Just tons of records under there, and I'm sure at some point they like need to move what didn't sell up top down, and then it's like, uh, well, see you later, vinyl. Yeah, right. and that's the thing. You know, there's oh, a place man. downtown called Lifelong, I think, and it's like uh, uh, like a Goodwill almost that mm-hmm. supports like. Um, people with AIDS and stuff like that. And so it's like they sell records, they sell their stuff, they sell things that people have given away, and they they are not able to sell some of the records, so they throw them away. And I called them the other day, and I was like, if you guys have records, like, ever, like, we would be happy to take them off your hands. We'll come pick them up. Like, we'll even pay you for them, just, like, bulk, you know? So if anybody has records, literally, they can get a hold of us, and it's like, we'll take them. Like, we'll take your records off your hands. We either will pay you cash or we'll trade you with for artwork which a bunch of people are super excited about sure yeah so hopefully we in the future we want to set up like a system where we can send you a prepaid label and you put them in a box and you ship them to us and we just start to warehouse them basically now you're you said 1500 is kind of your, your first kickstarter kickstarter the kickstarter order right. yeah. thank you What's the what's kind of the goal here what's your like first year or your first 6 months like how many are you hoping to crank out every year in December, we'd like to sell 15,000. Yeah. So you need vinyl. We need vinyl, for sure. And then when we've used all, all, the, right. all the unused vinyl in the world, we'll just start making our own vinyl, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting the pucks and smashing them out. Just into doing the, it up. Yeah. It's That's a, a cool process. Great companies. There's actually great companies that recycle their own vinyl. So they take their own discs that are either backstock or unplayed, and they turn them into new discs and just print them out like that. And, uh, and then now they sell all kinds of colored vinyl they have like blue yellow purple green and we'd oh, like that'll to be a whole new game isn't that cool yeah. so we'd like to be able to offer colored vinyl to people as well like you pick your favorite color and then you yeah get... because i mean i've bought a second record of something just because it's a fun color yeah, and then i never totally, play because yeah. i don't want to ruin it so exactly. it's like, yeah. yeah now you can I mean, hang it up on your wall yeah oh that's rad so i mean you're obviously looking long term and thinking about this but you're not starting small no <laughs> i mean it's we kind of it started. It started on vacation, and now it's we're, a large you know, jump it's from a full-time this, like, thing, basically. But uh, our goal, our real goal, is to partner with bands, to partner with artists, to create things that that they like, that they are inspired by, and then that that they they can sell to their fans, basically, as like a limited special edition something. Whether it's like memorializing a show that they did in a certain town or a certain city, or a new album they're producing, like something like that, where they're like, "This is cool. I really like this, and I want to offer this to my." my peeps yeah because people love putting stuff on t-shirts and whatnot totally. but like our options for putting like cool looking stuff on the walls exactly are, are limited to posters for the most part which yeah. are super cool and everyone loves show love posters, a poster right? yeah but now it's like you can you can hang up your city or you can hang up your favorite album cover like in a record next to your record player it's something you kind of never seen before i mean that we'd never well, seen. imagine you go see your favorite your favorite artist say you went and saw chance the rapper and or you're following him around on tour, 
and you can and he you go to his merchandise table and you can see the city skyline of where you're seeing him yeah and the picture of Chance the Rapper underneath it and the tour date it's like memorialize it <laughs> yeah it's like you were there and like we can make that for every tour date I mean we want to be working with with big artists, artists yeah. Yeah. where Tons people artists. can like associate that with those where people. does your manufacturing happen so we have a shop in Indiana right now where they have all the laser equipment, CNC stuff, and they've been just cool. doing samples for us, basically, spitting things out. Uh, everything's going to be made in the States, though. They make the frames. They We, we send them a vinyl from, from here for now until we start to figure out where we can get larger amounts of vinyl from, basically. You know, um, lots of times, uh, if you guys want to get in good with people who have uh, got an idea. Give it for, to us. Pitch for, us. For free. Um, now, uh, <laughs> like when an artist comes to town, um, like say Jack White, for instance, when he was here, uh, SDG made him like a custom Jack White baseball jacket with mm-hmm. like the leather sleeves and all that. And it was super cool. Those types of things to be able to just crank out something specific for their show that they can remember it by, too. That's like a way to get in, totally. especially with a guy like that. We've got I mean, so we've already got the third man record template made. Yeah. We're like, right, we're like waiting to pump it out and then to send it down there to him in Nashville and just see what he thinks about it. Like. Because they press their own records and they do really cool crossovers. Uh, one of our one of our goals for this year is to try and get in touch with Eddie Vedder and see if we can like make something special for them. Because Eddie actually reached out a few months a months ago and wanted Sean to make a piece because um, he saw it at a coffee shop in West Seattle. In West Seattle, it was totally like, that's got to be you got to be a little floored by that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. it was. Yeah, it was intense. I was like, "Am I reading this right?" I was like, turned to the guy next to me at the coffee shop when I got the email. I was like, "That says that that says." Eddie Vedder, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, him, dude. So, still working on getting that to to go through, but... Okay, so what I'm understanding now is that you guys can go a lot bigger and take the knife out of your hand every day to have to to complete all these orders, but then at the same time be able to refocus on another chance to be creative and artistic. Yeah. And work with other people who are creative and artistic, which is something that's so fun. Like, think about all these artists and musicians who have a lot of their own designs. They've created their own logos. They do this kind of stuff, and they know exactly what what aesthetic they would like or what cities they would like to be kind of memorialized. A lot of these people, they they work with the same artist every time or whatever, and Mm -hmm. if they could just send you the the file to cut done exactly yeah. they're like i yeah, they they might already know something that they want to see done and then we can basically just slang a sample and be like that's what it's gonna look like and they'll be like awesome how do you think all this business sean is gonna affect your sitting down and cutting vinyl well eventually i would like to just be able to play drums non-stop without yeah. doing it at all <laughs> yeah sure but uh i mean there's a there's still the therapeuticness to you know just doing the hand cut stuff and I'll always do custom designs for people. Um, I think so every design you see with Sean's signature on it is something that's like he's touched personally and I think that you know, I know that he's always going to keep doing it. It'll just be less, like, he'll have a less of a less of them, you know? Like, now like, he's cutting, like... I don't have like, to cut 20 Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, he <laughs> had to cut, like, 10 or 20 a day while we were doing, like, the PR tour for different agencies, different TV shows and stuff like that who were just like, oh, let's see it out, like, check it out. Like, And now it's like we can plug all these production elements in and just be like, he can be like, this looks good. This doesn't look good. This needs to be changed to here. And he can point with his finger instead of pointing with a knife. You're becoming a business mogul. I'm trying. Seattle. Slowly but surely. 
Well, that's awesome. Guys, I wish you the best of luck. This is super cool. The website is SkyLionel. That's S-K-Y-L-I-N-Y-L.com. SkyLionel.com. Sean McClure and Taylor Jackson. Thanks, dudes. Thank you so much, man. You've been listening to So You're in Seattle with Gregor. Follow him on Twitter at HeyGregor. Find more episodes online at SoYou'reInSeattle.com. So You're in Seattle is a Burrito Butt production. Yeah, you're a good dog chowder. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.